my prayer is that what needs to come through, come through, and that our listeners hear what they need to hear in service of their highest good. Okay. Would you like to share a prayer? Yes, I would like to just spend a moment and for us to drop into our heart centers so that we can have a really beautiful heart-centered conversation. Take a few breaths into the heart center. And then open our heart centers so that we can give what is needed in this moment. Thank you, Harry. Beautiful. Thank you, Sarita. Welcome to the Rise Collective podcast, Sarita. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. It's fun to be here. I'm having fun already. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I wanted to give a little background about how we know each other. We met a few years ago when I came to France to your beautiful land and your beautiful space at Solhenge to study the Lyceum with Ariella Daly from episode 11. So if people want to go back and check out um, more about the Lyceum, which I imagine you might share about as well, that's in episode 11. And that was a life-changing experience for me. And my memory of you is that there were several moments of being with you and hearing you speak about your work and what you do and your passion for meditation. I thought to myself, this woman is the real deal. And I definitely don't say that lightly. I don't say that a lot of, about a lot of people. And I felt a lot of curiosity to go deeper with you and really just sit with you and just hear you talk. It seems like you have so much to offer and I've definitely benefited from being part of your Patreon community. I love all of the meditations and the teachings that you've shared there. And so I'm really glad that we get to spend this time together. Thank you. Um, Yeah, it's fantastic that having this sort of retreat space in France, it's really beautiful because I'm beginning to, or (laughs) until the current events, I was beginning to really... um, if you like meet more and more like-minded people and uh, it's such a pleasure actually just connecting with people who if you like are stepping forward into really being warriors of truth really being authentic and sovereign and I guess that's that's the thing that I'm most passionate about teaching and as you alluded to um, I know Ariella from the teachings of the Lyceum and that's why I really started to dive deeply into this work. Um, and I kind of landed there with a whole load of synchronicities as people do. Um, and I don't know how I really got to where I am doing this teaching work. It really was synchronistic. And as I look back on it, I feel like I was set up completely by spirit, which is hilarious. Um, <laughs> because, you know, two years ago, if you told me I would have had a YouTube channel with Um, I've just hit 10,000 subscribers, which isn't much in the grand scheme of thing, but they're hardcore meditators. You know, they really um, have power and efficacy in the work they do. And what we're doing, what we're all doing together is we're stepping more and more into working with unity consciousness to heal our planet. And obviously that kind of path starts 
through personal sovereignty, you can't really assist in a service to others um, way if you haven't done any of your own inner work. And you'll know from what you learned on this retreat, and I imagine you've been doing more of that work. And obviously you've been on my channel a bit, doing my meditations. The more you dive in, the more you, um, the more you're processing and you take responsibility for everything that happens to you. And then the more you do that, the more empowered you're becoming. And the more empowered you're becoming, the more you're healing yourself, properly, deeply healing yourself on intrinsic, you know, energetic quantum levels. And then now you can step into authentic service to others work upon this planet. And that's what you're doing with this, this podcast, isn't it? Which is just amazing. And that's what I kind of fell into as well. And I think many of us are falling into these roles because that's what's required right now. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a pleasure to have you there. I remember being in ceremony with you a couple of times. I was invited into ceremony and um, it was a powerful group. It was a very powerful group. How did it, how did it, can I ask you a question? How did it change your life? What happened yeah. to you then? Oh my gosh. Well, uh, it's, it's almost hard to articulate. I think that, well, I was pregnant when I was there, which was a whole, a whole thing. Um, and I really felt like I was guided there to do work on my maternal line, which, um, is my line that would be connected with that tradition of the Lyceum, the path of pollen. Um, and I've been, I've been working in the shamanic realm uh, in the North American tradition for a long time, yeah. <laughs> all of my adult life, uh, pretty much. And so it, and I kind of struggled with it in, in certain ways, um, because it's not my lineage. And, and also it has quite a masculine overtone, doesn't it? Even though the yes. shamanic roots are in fact feminine, um, it became, I feel like it's very masculine as well, traditional shamanism and um, those type, well, they're all, they're all different, but they have this kind of overtone, don't they? Whereas the Lyceum is very feminine, isn't it? Yeah, it's so feminine and juicy and it's basically, it's based around women. And that was amazing to experience while I was in France, which is where part of my family is from and a long, long time ago. And also with my baby in my belly, my daughter and, um, and working in this ancestral, in my ancestral lineage. I, I don't think I, before that, retreat I don't think I knew that there was a lineage that was in my bones and so yeah. but that's what's really so powerful amazing. yeah that's what's so amazing about the work because and this is this is what happened to me as I stepped into the Lyceum um and as I said I just went there series of synchronicities and I was just exploring for myself basically but what I began to really understand is the nature of the quantum universe, because when you affect change in the here and now, because linear space and time is only a third dimensional construct, it only has meaning in this dimension because we've ascribed meaning to it. It doesn't exist in other dimensions and other realms. What happens is obviously your ancestral lines 
your ancestors and your um, your lineage moving forward, they don't exist in linear space and time. They do exist in linear space and time, but they exist beyond it and out of it as well. And so as you change something in the here and now space, even in this third dimension, what you do is you affect change in all of your past and for your descendant all the way down into the future. And what I've been discovering, the more I sort of dive into the work that I'm doing is just gems of information, like every cell of your body has a zero point portal in it, which is a quantum portal that exists in all times and dimensions simultaneously. You know, so I'm like learning these bits of information and then coming to the table with, I guess, new ideas and meditations that allow you to change everything, change your past. Most people believe you can't change your past. You can completely change your past. You've probably done shamanic journeying where you go into the past and yes. you change things and it, cha it literally changes the cellular structure of your body because your cells are not rooted in linear space and time. They're malleable, they're, they're quantum. So yeah, it's, I just find it so exciting doing that work and working with your lineage because every time you step up in ceremony, your ancestors and your descendants are just so delighted that you've made the effort, you know, and they're always around you. And when you drop into that, you can really feel them. And they appreciate the work that you're doing so much. And it literally is changing the fabric of our reality when you do that kind of work. So many of us step into that work because we're either curious or we've had a crisis or we're really ill or something's, you know, if you like, some some adversity has hit us generally. That's why most people step into this work. They can't find the answers in their practical nine to five daily reality. So they start to look beyond um, ordinary reality into the other realms. And then they begin to see the truth of what's actually going on. Um, and yeah, I, I just think that work is extraordinary. Mm. So I can imagine that it did change you. It certainly changed me. Yeah. What you just described of um, being in the traditional nine to five world of, you know, space and time is very defined in that yeah. world. And, and that's where I found myself after I graduated from college. I had this career that looked great from the outside for 10 years. And I was like, well, is this is it? Yeah, why don't I feel so great? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's where where my interest came from. And there was one more thing that you said about the quantum, about um, being able to change change what happened in the past. And what I wanted to grab from that was, let me see. That we make meaning out of what happens to us and then we when we make that meaning then that becomes a memory and we remember and we remember and a memory is a story so when you're remembering a memory you're just telling a story over and over and over and over again until yeah. you change the story and you change the memory and you rewrite what happened right yeah and the interesting thing about that is so basically the only place that you can rewrite a memory is in the now moment and it's really interesting because a lot of the work that I do, so I went from the shamanic work into 
basically just receiving downloads from the quantum field. You know, it's not like I'm sure I do, you know, I do have my guides and everything, but it's not like I've got someone in Pleiades telling me what's going on. I receive information. It's like a light bulb goes off in my brain and I just know something. I know it and I have to act upon it or it won't leave me. <laughs> this is what happens with my insights, which is why my channel sort of was created. So is that because you just have constant constant information and ideas that you have to kind of put out there yeah I like they land in my head and if I don't act upon them they will not you know it's like someone nagging you to death until you and so what I've learned is to, to just get, do it no matter how weird it may seem or off the wall or whatever and obviously I go through phases where if you like I'm more creative more connected to the quantum field and I receive more information and also in accordance with, with what's going on in the collective what the collective needs to know and then sometimes it goes quieter so but the really interesting thing is a lot of uh oh, it's, you know, quantum physics with. Um, Can you go back? Because you said it cut out. Oh, did it glitch? Yeah, it? okay. Yeah. You so, back to where you said the really interesting thing is. Yeah. Oh, um, what the really interesting, oh, the, the thing that really interests me is working, um, working with the science that we have, quantum physics, and the science that if you like, I know, but I can't, I can't quantify it yet. And I merge them together. And what I've learned and what I think is so important for people to know, and this again relates to linear space and time is your brain, your brain is such an incredible quantum supercomputer that in every now moment, it is literally building an entire universe, okay? So it's not like the room you're in is there or that if you walked out of the room that you were in, you, the door would open and the world is out there. What's happening is as you walk towards the door and you open the door, your brain is building a holographic picture of the world as you take each step. So the world only exists as far as your eye can see it. And it's being built in accordance with what you believe is there. Individually, collectively, in terms of your memories and what you've put in that supercomputer, which for most people is conditioning that was given to them by their parents, their teachers, their religions, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So basically in every now moment, you're building an entirely new universe. And what most people are doing in 3D reality, this place, is they're building the next universe from the last now moment. So they literally take all their memories, all their conditioning, all the pain and suffering, and they go, this is what I know, and I'm going to build my next universe in the next second, the same thing again, the same thing again, the same thing again. And so what people are doing is they're just regurgitating the same thing again and again and again since they were like, Five. I mean, obviously it has nuances and flavors to it, but what happens when you go into something like ceremony or you do the kind of meditations that I teach, which take you into the void, if you like, the, the, the quantum field, or in our lineage, we would call it the cosmic womb of all creation, is you go into, if you like, nothing. And from that moment of nothing, you can then create anything you want because you're not being defined by something that happened to you 
you know, when you were nine. <laughs> it's, so, out, it's outrageous when you. Yeah, it's outrageous. Way. We're just living in repetition. It's like, oh, it's just so boring. And when you can let go of that, when you have techniques and tools, ceremony is one. Um, a lot of the meditations and tools I teach, I've taken from the Lyceum and I've mixed and merged them with my own teachings and tools. When you have some of these tools, and a lot of them are uh, meditation or their embodiment meditative tools, um, you can literally delete all the stuff from your past. And the more of that you delete, the, the more likely you are to create the next now moment from a blank canvas. And that's what's really exciting. I mean, I just find that so exciting. And when I can get into that kind of void state, I, oh, I just literally see miracles. I mean, I see miracles all of the time with what I'm doing. Um, my favorite miracle is we had a healing group. It was a few months ago now. Maybe it was, I can't remember, at some point last year. And I just started this healing group. And we basically deleted someone's tumor in 15 minutes. There are about 20 of us. We all decided we were, she, this woman had just discovered she had a tumor on her spine. I talk about this a lot because, you know, we've got all the scans and everything to prove it. So she just had the scan. They found the tumor. She was going in for a full MRI the next day to start all the treatment. Okay. And she, she had been in my class. She'd done a couple of my classes and she knew what was possible. She just knew what was possible. And so we all in the group, we just got into this voided state and we deleted it. And the next 15 minutes, the next day she went for her MRI. We had to wait like 10 days to results. It was gone, you know, just, and, and I see stuff like that happening again and again and again. Mm. And we're so powerful when we're not running from linear space and time. Absolutely. I've seen, I've seen miracles like that occur as well. One of my really close friends was having, um, health issues and she went to Western medicine and she had a surgery and then she had another surgery and it wasn't yeah. working and she finally started dropping into her intuition and she was guided to through other people to Joe Dispenza's work and Love him. Yeah. it completely healed her yeah. and that's not the only one I've that's the most recent story I've heard and I've yeah. also heard um I've also heard through the grapevine that there's evidence to support that people who meditate are immune to COVID-19. Of course they are. And, and that's a really interesting thing because what you're talking about, when somebody becomes sick, okay, well, this is a huge conversation, but it's definitely worth talking about. So basically your body, your physical body is a record of how you think and feel, okay? This is basic holographic universe. Your mind and your heart are the control panels, okay? And... Everything you think and feel is expressed within you and that is reflected in your outside world, okay? So all of your physical ailments and diseases are a reflection of how you think and feel. And that's complicated because it's not just in this lifetime. It can be cellular memory, ancestral, you know, it can, you know, karma, past lives, all of that kind of stuff. But let's just talk about this lifetime, okay? So your body's a record of everything you think and feel. You get a disease, you go to a doctor, you go, doctor, you cure me. I'm going to give all my power. You're giving your sovereignty you. away. Yeah. Now that does work for some people. Some people really believe in their doctors. Okay. And it works. But I have to say, for the most part, it doesn't work. It certainly doesn't seem to work for ingrained health conditions that you've created with your conditioning 
over eons. You know what I mean? So let's say you were, you, you grew up with shame or unworthiness and that's going to manifest as, you know, long-term chronic disease in your body. And it's, that's what you've got, you've got to get rid of. You've got to get rid of the shame and the unworthiness. There's no point cutting bits of your body off um, because that's literally like a band-aid because everything comes from energy. You know, we are energy made manifest basically. So you've got, if you like the divine mind turns into light, which turns into sound, which turns into geometric form, which then comes from unity, through unity consciousness, through the collective field of the fourth dimension. And it condenses right into manifested form in this reality. Okay, it condenses into physical matter. So that's how, if you like, we are made manifest from the eighth dimension. Okay, it's like energy becomes more and more condensed and it becomes manifested into this form. So if you do your inner work and you understand that you are the creator of your own reality, that you with your mind and your heart are creating this holographic reality for yourself, which includes your physical body, the vessel that holds your spirit, okay? Then you understand you are creating everything and that includes all disease. And once you understand that, you can choose not to have a disease. And if you really look at COVID, what you're looking at is a virus of fear, okay? So you've got the fourth dimension, which is the astral plane or the suit that we're all walking around in. It's like the collective thoughts and feelings of everybody. And you know that you can walk into a room and you can feel drained or you can walk into the presence of someone and feel amazing. We all feel that, that is our sixth and, sixth and seventh sense. It's been very dumbed down, but it's there. We do feel it. And that's all the kind of stuff when you, you know, someone's going to, you, you think about someone and the phone rings and it's them and all of that kind of stuff. So that's the collective suit, fourth dimensional consciousness. And what we're seeing is we're seeing played out on social media and TV and everything. Killer virus. It's going to get you, even though we know it's got a 99.97% recovery rate, killer virus. You're seeing people who are under the age of 85 with less than four COVID morbidities who are terrified of this virus. Now, and it's playing out on all of our TV screens and it's running in our minds. It's, it's running in the soup of the collective consciousness. Everybody's thinking about COVID and it's running in everything that you see, let's say on the TV, everything, you're, everything is frequency. So if you're looking at TV, that's frequency coming in through your eyes, affecting your body. If you're hearing something, it's frequency coming in through your ears, affecting your body. What are you talking about? What are you receiving from other people? And so basically, in my opinion, COVID is a fear virus that we are downloading into manifested form into our bodies. And that's why I will never get COVID. I don't believe in it. I don't believe in it. It's just not possible. And I practice this type of thing. I have meditations where I teach people to um, tap into the consciousness of their disease. So imagine that COVID is a consciousness. Everything has consciousness. And it's a consciousness rooted in fear. And if, if you're holding that consciousness within you and you start to get sick, you can basically tap into that consciousness, have a conversation with it and remove consent for it to be in your body and release it if you have the tools and techniques. 
And I have, I have a, you know, a meditation on my channel. It's called remove bacteria, viruses, and whatever you want to remove. And it works. You know, it really works. I haven't had a cold for, I don't know, three years. I don't get them. If I feel like I'm having a cold, I have a conversation with the cold consciousness. And I say, sorry, you're not welcome here. Please, can you leave and go back to where you came from? And I think this is the thing. I think people are hooked in to that consciousness and they're literally downloading it into the physical realm of their bodies and then they're getting sick. And fear, obviously, um, is stressful. It's a very low, dense frequency. You know, you've got sort of happiness and joy and they're lighter frequencies and you've got things like fear, you know, pain, loneliness, um, all of sadness, all of those things are dense frequencies. And dense frequencies are, you know, when frequencies are dense, dense, they can't move so easily, they don't flow. So we are basically energy in flow. And if you hold on to frequencies that are dense within you, that's going to create a block. And a block is an energetic block is going to manifest as disease in your body. And so that's what I think we're doing. I think we're all downloading it. Loads of people aren't. Loads of people are like, I'm not downloading this. I'm downloading a new paradigm and freedom. But yeah. there are a lot of people who are fear is very, very powerful. It's a really powerful force. Absolutely. And it's very addictive. It's super addictive. So what's happening is every time, so obviously we're made of chemicals and things like that. And every time you feel fearful your brain releases adrenaline. Now, adrenaline is really, really addictive. So then your brain, the minute the adrenaline's worn off, will tell you another fearful thing so it can have another hit. Or it'll have you pick up your phone or turn yeah, on the TV. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, it is addictive. It, you have to be really mindful if you want to step out of this paradigm. And we're in a, we're in a very strange place at the moment. I mean... This, we, we need mastery at, at full speed right now in order to change what's going on. Yeah, I think that, well, I've seen you doing this work for several years now, and I've been doing this work with the Rise Collective for a few years now. And for a while, I was like, what is this? What am I doing? Why is this coming through me? Because it was one of those nagging things that you were talking yeah. about earlier. And now I'm like, oh, now I get I it. Know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree with everything you're saying, and it and it occurs as truly shamanic work. And I keep is, I yeah. keep thinking to myself, like we came from this shamanic place, we came from the earth, and we've we've gone through the all the different parts of time in this linear sense, if we look at it in, in our human history. And through the industrial revolution and, you know, some would say that that's continuing with the exploration of space and everything that's going on. But, but to me, it feels like what's needed right now is that shamanic connection and this type of work that you're, you're speaking about. Yeah. I mean, I think basically the, the truth is that we are in a war on conscience, consciousness right now. Um, and it's a funny kind of war because you, you can't win it with fighting. You can only win it through love. And what is required is a higher level of consciousness. 
And you will hear loads of people talking about that we're in an ascension. You know, what's what's happening now has been predicted by shamans since the dawn of time. Exactly, it's been prophesized. And none of us could have ever in a million years thought it would be COVID. But I think if we had known what it was going to be, we couldn't step into that now moment void space. And the thing is, is that it's incredibly traumatic and pain, painful because what we're watching is the destruction of everything we've ever known. The, 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 the old paradigm is leaving. And it's very fearful for us. Those of us that are not in fear of COVID are in fear of the unknown or what, you know, what governments are going to do to us in terms of control, you know. So everyone is experiencing this level of fear because everything we've ever known for thousands of years is crumbling away. But when we can let go of that, what happens is we're going to move into the now moment. And then as a collective, we will be able to create something new. But I think that it's so ingrained what we've been in that it really does have to um, self-destruct. It is self-destructing. We can see it all, everything is self-destructing. And it's really interesting what you talk about the fact that it's a shamanic process because we are, we are the earth. We are mother earth guy. We're like cells in her body. You know, we, mm-hmm. a lot of people think we're just walking along the top of the planet. No, we are the planet and she is ascending in her consciousness. And you either ascend with her or you will go off planet. That, that's what will happen. You, you know, you'll transition into another realm that serves you better because everything is free will sovereign choice. So you don't have to ascend. You can stay rooted in fear. But if you stay rooted in fear, you will not be able to stay on a planet that is ascending in its consciousness. And the thing is, is that even though we're ascending in our consciousness, we're not turning into light beings. We're going to become lighter, but we're going to keep our physical bodies. So this vessel that we have, from what I understand, and obviously that's my downloads and information I've got, and I won't be able to verify this for another 10 million years, <laughs> but basically our physical vessels stay with us into the lower realms of sixth dimensional consciousness. So we will keep our physical bodies We've got them in the third dimension. The fourth dimension is the collective consciousness, that soup I talked about. And we're ascending through that and into the fifth dimensional consciousness, which is a higher level of reality. It's more symmetrical and aligned to the heart center. It's rooted in unity. Duality disappears. Linear space and time disappears. And we keep our bodies and we literally can hold more light in our bodies because our our consciousness has elevated and basically our cells, which we spoke right at the beginning about, their quantum portals, our cells are made of light. We now know this, you know, that this is science. Our cells are made of light. There's more energy um, in our bodies than matter. All of the matter in the whole universe could fit into a thimble. That's how little there is of it. We are basically empty space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so we're gonna take on more light and in order to take on more light, we have to understand we're sacred, that the body is sacred. And if, our, if we hold our body as sacred, we're automatically holding Gaia as sacred because we are Gaia, we're a piece of Gaia. And so that's the shamanic element. We need to 
get back to the sacredness of ourselves first and foremost. And through that, because everything is within you, we understand the sacredness of everyone and everything upon this planet. And then we ascend in our consciousness, holding more light, frequency information, but still within our physical vessel. But we've really just got to start honoring our, our physical vessels. And so now we're coming all the way back to the COVID thing. Are you prepared to be so fearful that you will give your power away and let someone put a load of toxins in your body that, have, that are experimental? Because you're in such fear. Or are you willing to take responsibility for all of your fear, all of your disease, the way you think and feel, and move into a more embodied, enlightened, empowered state of being as creative consciousness? And that's why I think COVID's so amazing, because it's making people really, you're really seeing who has body integrity and who doesn't, and who's willing to hand their power away and who isn't. And you're also seeing this massive fear about death. I mean, everything that's going on is everyone's terrified of death because nobody ever death talks about death. Death and suffering. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so they're creating more and more death and suffering because then the re- resistance to it. But we, we, we're not shamanic. You know, we've lost all of our sacred ways. And that's why everybody's scared to death. They're literally scaring themselves to death. <laughs> and I'm laughing and I'm not mocking people who have suffered or who have died or who are experiencing tragedy, but it really is a kind of divine sense of humor. Yeah, (laughs) it feels like a a cosmic (laughs) joke. It is a cosmic joke. And yeah, and it, for sure, there's, you know, people say this, this thing about, you don't care about my grandma and... (laughs) And if it, it's the duality. It's, it's the multiple perspectives being true at once. Yes, I care about your grandma. Yes, I care about your friend or whatever. And this, this is also true, right? But, and, and the other thing is, is that, sorry, it's just when someone says, oh, you don't care about my granny, what they're doing is they're projecting their fear on you and expecting you to change your behavior to make them feel better. Right. That, again, is not taking responsibility for how one feels. That's them not looking at their own stuff mm-hmm. and expecting you or a doctor or government to fix them. That, you know, that's the antithesis of where we're going. Exactly. <laughs> elevation of consciousness. And everybody's, you know, even people who do the work are doing, you know, we're all doing that all of the time. And it's a matter of noticing, coming back, taking responsibility, changing, integrating, starting again. You know, we're just humans trying to get it right, but there's a lot of projection going on at the moment. Yeah, it seems like all of the unhealthy psychic uh, habits, human habits that happen are all at work right now. And, you know, a few years ago in 2016, when Trump was elected, people were saying, oh, it's just the shadow coming up. It's just, he's just showing us our shadow. And now it's like, ah, this is our, this is our shadow, man. Yeah. And what <laughs> I'm seeing with my clients as well that. is that, that, well, that's happening collectively, but it's also happening to people personally. Mm-hmm. So what's happening is, you know, everything that they've band-aid over in their relationships is coming up. You know, every aspect of people's lives that they didn't do the shadow work is coming up. It's like this boil under the skin and now it's just erupting and it's so 
yucky and awful, but it's going to be better when it's all out. You know, hopefully. Definitely. <laughs> hopefully, yes. So we you were talking about this idea of deleting a tumor and, and and that COVID doesn't exist. Can we delete COVID through meditation, do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Um I mean, the thing is it does exist. The other this is the other thing is you got if you go right back to the beginning of our conversation, I'm creating a new universe in every now moment. So how many of me are there? Okay, billions. The reason you and I can have a conversation is because somewhere within my universe and somewhere within yours, we are holding a resonant matching frequency. That's why I can see and hear you because somewhere within us, we have an aligned frequency. So, um, so the COVID virus is being held we're all holding it energetically. There must be an alarm. If you can see, I mean, I haven't seen COVID. I have to tell you, I have not seen COVID in my reality at all. Literally. I, I literally haven't seen it in my reality. I've traveled to Guadeloupe and back, England and back twice, you know, uh, maskless, because that's that's my sovereign choice and I'm doing that and it's been a fight, but anyway, I've done it. Oh. Um, and... Um, yeah, so COVID just doesn't exist in my reality. It really doesn't, except that I have to, you know, I go to the store and everybody's in masks and stuff like that. Um, and you'll see this playing out. It's what, what resonant frequency you're holding. So if you, if you like detach from that resonant frequency, yes, it will unravel and you won't be able to hold it in manifested form. But it's a collective virus. And that's going to be more complicated. So there's, you know, like billions of universes with all of us in them, all somehow holding this. And maybe people like us are holding it unconsciously because we understand it's the way that it's going to affect change in the world. You know, we're looking for a catalyst, for ascension. Other people are holding it because they're really rooted in fear. Other people are holding it because... I don't know, they want to make money out of it or, you know, there's so many different reasons or ways that people are holding it. So yes, anything, we can delete anything. We just change the frequency of it. We don't really delete it, we transmute it. Transmute it, right. Yeah. So it's more difficult to do because there's billions of universes that, with that virus within it. And so- Yeah, and there's billions to... of us. Yeah. Right. But then also you have 100th monkey syndrome. And I think what we're seeing, and I'm sure you can verify this as well, is suddenly, you know, millions of light workers all over the world are beginning to make change. So I was listening to an amazing podcast of a guy. He's he's he was a super genius, and he got he got sent to China, asked to set up something for monetary, you know, the World Bank or something. Um, and he's now working with the guy who created the Euro and they've gone, we don't like this. We're going to just create something new, which is going to be for everybody, not like a banking system, which only supports the elites. We're going to do a banking system which supports everybody. It's going to be a community banking system. And they've just decided to create that. And so they're doing that. Well, you look at my channel, your podcast, all these people are elevating and they are working to, if you like, inject light within the shadow and elevate the consciousness. And I think what will happen is 
I think it may have already happened and we're just seeing the echoes of the remnants of our um, paradigm dying is that we're literally building a new earth. We're literally building a new light holographic reality and the other stuff is falling away. There's definitely a, um, a timeline reality split or a two world split happening right now. You can see that you've got the people who are pro um, the indoctrinate, they're, they're just completely indoctrinated. They're in fear. And I'm, and I'm not saying this, you know, in a mean way, they just are, they're very immersed in the narrative. And you've got another group of people who are desperately trying to build a new narrative. And it's like you, this group tries to explain something to this group or this group does it to that one. And they literally are on different planets. Yeah. We live in different realities. That's one of the things that's so hard about it especially if it's your family and friends, you know, it's, it's heartbreaking. It's death, death, death of an old paradigm, yeah. it's death of everyone and everything and every system that you thought you knew and could rely upon is dying. And that's why, again, the COVID is a genius cosmic joke because it's making us look at death, <laughs> you know, on every level. So yeah, there really is a split and I don't know how that's going to go, but I think there are a lot of light workers doing the work and that is going to affect change in the world. It has to. And if you look at the work of David Hawkins, I don't, do you know David Hawkins? I've heard the name, but I don't know his work. So he created a map of consciousness. So basically he, he used muscle testing and muscle tested, I think hundreds of thousands of people and found out the levels of consciousness. You've got a thousand, which is avatar, 30, which is the lowest, which is shame. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you've got all the low ones. Everything at 200 and lower is self perpetuating in density and destruction. Okay. And everything at 200 and higher is self perpetuating in evolution and enlightenment. Okay. And what happened was, I think it was in 1987, we went, humanity went from being under the 200 to over the 200 mark. I think we're at 207, or the last time you measured it was 207, which is courage, I think. I can't remember, don't quote courage. me. Okay. And you go all the way up and you're gonna to get to love, joy, you know, peace, all of those things. And a few people holding the highlight frequency. So for example, if you think of Jesus as an avatar, his frequency was at a thousand. Let's say there were three people on the planet at the time of Jesus who had high frequencies. They keep, their frequency is so high, they counterbalance the density and keep Earth here. Otherwise, it would just self-destruct. Everything is consciousness. And so now what's happening is there are more and more people hitting those higher light frequencies, doing their own self-work. So let's say you're at a frequency, I don't know, I'm just making this up, 350, you're at a frequency of um, peace and I'm at the same and I'm giving out something else. What we're doing is we're counterbalancing all the lower frequencies and we're, if you like, forcing our evolution in a way, the evolution of the planet, the evolution of consciousness, and more and more people are stepping into light work. They're beginning to discover they're, they're multidimensional. People are, loads of people are downloading information from of planetary species now or getting information from archangels or it's speeding up isn't it 
Um, even you're saying, oh, I don't know why I've been doing this channel, this information's arrived, and then I have to do it. It's nagging. It's the same thing. You're receiving information from higher levels of consciousness that you feel compelled to act upon, and it's changing the world. So I don't know where this two-world reality split is going, but I know that there is a proportion of something happened which is elevating in consciousness. So that's something that we need to hold on to um, in the darker moments. And it's, it's pretty scary out here at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I, f I find myself going into fear uh, quite a bit, uh, especially when I expo expose myself to social media or um, <clears throat> Instagram. I, I'm completely off Instagram now, but, um, but yeah. And you have to be aware of those moments and transmute it like bring exactly. in the light, ask for help, transmute the fear, because it doesn't help us to hold that in our, in our bodies and in our consciousness. Exactly. I mean, basically what you are is you're a transmuting vessel. So it's literally, and I think the other thing is a lot of the light workers or people who meditate or do shamanic practices or ceremony, all of the things, breath work, anything, yoga, we trained ourselves to feel more. We were sensitizing ourselves so that our sixth and seventh sense, sixth sense obviously is your precognition and your, um, you know, your sixth sense. Seventh sense is the void. It's the part of you, the void, you know, that sort of thing. So we're sensitizing ourselves. And as you feel that, you feel the horror of what you're witnessing playing out. And so that's the fear. We're all diving into that. It's awful. And there's nothing wrong with that. We need to be allowed to feel what is actually going on? You know, the abuse of children. Okay, it's been going on for hundreds of thousands of years now, but now normal people are abusing their children. You know, they, they're covering, they're not letting them breathe for eight hours a day. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just got so weird, right? So, uh, and again, it's just a revealing of what's going on. But so we, as induced transmuters of energy we feel things more and we're feeling them in our physical bodies like i said before we feel the dense energies now it's important that we feel them because if we can't feel them we can't transmute them mm -hmm. so you have to be able to feel the fear and then transmute it and what you're doing and what everyone who makes an effort and is doing the light work is doing or being a truther or just all of these people amazing people who are stepping up now what they're doing is they're seeing the ugly shadow and they're seeing it for really what it is and they're choosing to transmute it to do it in another way. So you're literally doing that for the collective because you are entangled with the collective. We are a collective species, a collective consciousness, and we're moving into unity consciousness. And in unity consciousness, you will be telepathic. You already become, you're already a hundred times more telepathic than you were two years ago. And so are most light workers because we've got to practice doing this. And what happens if you're telepathic? You can't lie. You can't hold deception. You can't hold ugliness because everybody else will see it, hear it and feel it because we're moving into unity consciousness, separate, the separation the duality that we've been in. So we're all in training of that. So ever, ever, every lie you've ever held, every 
suffering you've ever held, every bad thought you've ever held about somebody else is all coming up to be transmuted so that you can be clear and move into unity consciousness and share telepathy with your fellow species. You know, it's it's crazy what we're doing. Yeah. Transmuters of energy. It's pretty, it's pretty mind-blowing. And you couldn't make this up a few couple of years ago, you know, we couldn't if someone told us that we would be <laughs> having this conversation or yeah, it's, it's kind of mind blowing because I just, I wasn't there yet a few years ago and it's yeah, all, been, it's all come in for me so quickly. It's just like, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. but like you I were, thought, you were prepped, weren't you? I mean, you were, you were ready. I was ready. Yeah. yeah. Well, I re- was ready, but I wasn't like, I kind of, Thought the people who talked about Atlantis and Lemuria, I was like, is that a real thing? But now I'm like, yep, that is our human history and we have to learn it because, yeah. So it's been such a wild ride for me. And I'm curious if it's been that way for you. Have, have you kind of felt ready for this and or have um, you been learning I, a lot along the way? Yeah, it's been really challenging for me as well. And, you know, I'm a weirdo. I am, um, but, you know, I've always been, oh, my thing's just gone out of focus. There we go, I'm back. Um, I moved. Uh, I've always been, um, I guess, one foot in other realms. So, you know, when I was little, I, I levitated when I was a little girl. I could always hear people's thoughts verbatim until I was about, I don't know, 12, 13, 14. Then I kind of switched that off and now it's back. Um, and so I've always had one foot in the other realm, but what happened with the first, and obviously doing the shamanic work, which I started seven years ago, I think now, I can't remember, that really catapults you a lot. It really makes you step into self-responsibility and really you know, admit to yourself who you are, and how you work in the world. But I think what happened to me, which is probably what's happening to you or has happened to you, and I think to many people, is with the first lockdown, I really began to see the evil and the shadow in the world. And I was someone who I guess wouldn't look at evil. I wouldn't consider that it exists. Yeah. And I've had to, I've cried so many tears since this whole thing began. I've, I've, I've woken up to levels that I didn't know were possible. And every time I thought I understood what was going on, I got whacked with a whole nother level of understanding of what was going on. And you know, you, they say go down the rabbit holes. I mean, this was like caves, caves of deepening into the, the psychosis that our world has been under, what's really running the show, what we've permissioned, what we've consented to, um, you know, our own self-abuse, slavery, just, I've really had to look at the darkness within it all. So dark. And I'm still uncovering where within myself I am holding darkness because the only power I have is to transmute the darkness within myself. And it takes... It takes guts, it takes an awful lot of tears and challenges to admit that to yourself because we've been indoctrinated to be all, you know, love and light and everything. And actually, we're not, we are, the whole of Earth exists within us. If we're creating a new universe in every now moment, 
it's within us. And this is the thing, it's the microcosm, macrocosm concept, the shamanic concept that everything, the whole is within the piece. And that's the holographic world concept as well. It's like your gene code, your one gene holds all of the pieces of your entire body. And so all we have the power to really do is to look within ourselves, find that shadow within ourselves, admit to it, and then love it. And this is so the, like the latest bits of information that I've received is techniques where we can merge see all of that shadow within ourselves and transmute it, but with merged biofields. Like I'm receiving like technology consciousness information. The actual, you know, I'm, we're still playing with it. We don't know what we're doing, but um, how we actually build, how we materialize a new world using consciousness in groups of people because that's what we're moving to. And again, you're back to the telepathy and being a clear channel and having cleared the shadows in order to remake something from that zero point void state, the now moment, basically. So yeah, to, to answer your question, it's been horrifying, horrifying. I, I've never known such anger, such grief, such sadness, such despair in my life in a one year period. Yeah, I would say I've told my husband that this has been the most stressful year of my life. And I've gone through a lot of shit in my life. Um, and I want to say that a lot of people just don't want to look at the darkness. It's so incredibly painful. And, and it's so hard to look at that we want to look away. I've, I was, I've shown bits of it for you know, af for the past 10 years, I've been shown bits like this documentary. And I was like, Oh, that's horrible. I can't, I yeah, can't. Yeah, I've done the same. Yeah. Yeah. And so you just, you have to look away because you have to live your life. But when it's part of your path to be part of this transition and lead the transition or exemplify the transition in some way, then you, I mean, I can't look away now you can't look away yeah. and also you have a child so I think the thing is the interesting thing for me is is that you know they call it the divine feminine is rising well who is who really started this movement I'll tell you who started it mothers standing in their power saying no more we do not consent and it's it's like you know I can feel it in my body as I'm talking to you I've got goose getting bumps. chills like no we do not consent anymore we're going to do it with love but we're going to be really clear and we're not consenting. And what I see happening, the beginning, you saw this movement. It was the women. Now the men are coming on board. They're waking up as well. And frankly, you know, I try not to be judgmental. I don't want to hold anyone in separation. But if you're not part of the solution, now you're part of the problem. Absolutely. And what I feel is, is that I feel that people who won't wake up, who literally keep trying to numb themselves, keep looking away, um, I, I believe they'll either be hit by something horrific that will wake them up because humans tend to rise above their adversity or they will go off planet because we are ascending. You know, they'll transition into an, onto another planet that is at the level of consciousness that they wish to be at. And that's absolutely fine. 
But what I see is that we are ascending, and you either you you've got to you either do it or you you're you're going go somewhere. Go bigger, go home. Yeah. Yeah, or go you know go to a new home. And you know Dolores Cannon has. Uh, do you know the work of Dolores Cannon? No. She she's amazing. She she transitioned, I think, about a year ago. But basically, she hypnotized thousands of people through their past lives. But then they went back further and they started to give her loads of information. They all told her loads of correlating stuff. And a lot of it was about now, this ascension. And she said that there would be a two world split. And because free will sovereign choice, your choice is the highest universal law. God or creator consciousness loves you so much. You get exactly what you choose. That's it. Elevate. What she was receiving was that you would be taken off planet and with me, the jury is very much out when I hear information until I really know it to be true. And I now believe with what I'm seeing and the fact that a lot of people are transitioning now, a lot of people are leaving the planet, um, whether, you know, for a multitude of reasons, but, you know, no one can kill you. It's your choice. Don't think that anybody can make you die from COVID. The moment of your death, is your free will sovereign choice. You may not consciously know it, but you will have chosen that moment. So I think a lot of people are choosing to leave the planet. So what I see from her work is, it appears to be happening to me. It appears to be true. So, but anyway, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what yeah, happens. we'll see in 10 million years, like you said. <laughs> yeah, we'll know in 10 million years what yeah. happens. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this seems like a good place to wrap up, Sarita. I have really enjoyed this. I feel like we could keep going. And I would love to hear you share where people can find you and your beginner's meditation class that you have coming up. And I also just want to say that I have really enjoyed being a patron and Sarita is on Patreon. Sarita Soul is her name. Thank you, darling. Yes, so you can find me um, on Patreon or YouTube. I think there are about 250 free meditations on YouTube now. And it's Sarita Soul. And um, and then also I'm doing an online virtual retreat on the 2nd, 3rd and 4th of April. And it's for beginners or, um, you know, sort of medium meditators. So it's a shamanic and quantum meditation retreat. And Carrie, I'm going to offer your listeners a discount. So I'll put a discount code in the um, description box as well. So if any of you feel like coming along and, you know, trying out what I'm doing, you'd be most welcome. And it would be great to have you there. And Carrie, thank you so much. Really enjoyed talking to you. I've been done most of the talking, but it's been lovely. (laughs) I love listening to you. And I'm so glad that I get to share you with all the listeners here. So thank you again for joining us and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Carrie.